You're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy, a podcast on how to be more efficient and effective in in everyday everyday life. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode five of InfoQuench. This is the episode that focuses on everything that Jeff loves. I love records. And you know what? More importantly, I love music. And records, for me, is my preferred... Uh, way of listening to music. Although I will admit, I will listen to music in any format whatsoever. That's something that my friend Andrew and I share. We will listen to music 24-7 if we had an opportunity to, which, you know, you just I just don't. I just don't. But I love records, and uh, and it will be noted, and it should be noted, because I share a house with my lovely wife, Amy. She hates records. Well, she doesn't. Okay, you don't hate them. Yes, you do, actually. I thought I had a better (laughs) poker face than that. No, not at all. There was a time when we put the house on the market. Yes. And I think one of the main things you looked at when we were looking at other options for homes was what the record storage would be. Oh, I wanted wanted a record room where I could go and listen to records. We have a record room in this house. I know. But it's not isolated. For the the listening audience, just so you understand the sheer volume of Jeff's passion for records, there are... Literally over 2,000 records yeah, in our are. home. Yeah, and they're growing, and they're not going to stop. Like, I'm going to keep collecting records. I love records. It was what makes me happy. Just like doing these podcasts makes you happy. Every time and Jeff <laughs> comes home with another record, his his standard line is, well, at least it's not drugs. Or, at least it's not heroin. It's not heroin. At least, at least right? I'm not addicted buy, to heroin, I didn't go baby. buy crack with my with yeah. the 25 cents. I bought five records. I'm like, well, the crack would take up less room in our house. <laughs> All right, listen. I'm, I, I, I have to be serious for a second. Amy really has not given me too much of a hard time about my records because she knows it is harmless and it's and I don't really, you, got, you have to admit, I don't really buy records as much as I used to. I did, I don't. No, if you don't admit, we're going to end this podcast right now. <laughs> you have this completely <laughs> defensive look on your face that it completely it just expresses all guilt for. Uh, I don't really buy that many records a week. Only twenty. No, I, I really don't actually. But anyways, so we I, I'm I was sort of imagining you know the ideas behind this uh, podcast before it came to fruition. I was think, I was thinking, what, uh, you know. If there were people out there who just wanted to start a record collection, um, what you know, what would I say to them? How how could I help them along? How could I be the uh, info quench guru when it came when it comes to like collecting records? And there's definitely a new wave of people who are now collecting vinyl who didn't have an interest in vinyl before. It the- used to be a rare occurrence that you'd walk into somebody's home and there would be a record player there yeah it's true it's definitely it's definitely an artifact that people wouldn't recognize but now now it's commonplace it is it's very commonplace and it's uh it's something that a lot of people uh kind of get into and then get right out of like you know and it's i've always been perplexed by that like uh, you know people will buy a bunch of records in a in a kind of somewhat decent record player and then just sell it like two or three months down the road or whatever and i never really understood that because i'm in it for the long haul i'm in it for the long game you know well i I mean i understand that in a way because we're in a day and age where you have every type of music every genre every new release is at your fingertips yes so you can stream things so you have this you know endless amount of music at your disposal so to decide what 
you're going to actually purchase and bring into your home and yeah. have this s- select amount of, I guess, curated music, that's something special that people need to have a real passion for to, yep. to make that effort and to, to, to pare it down to what they really want. No question. It's, uh, you know, there people will com- come into the game and leave the game for different reasons and stuff. But uh, I think that one of the things is that like one of the most amazing things for me is to have something ephemeral and I don't want CDs although I have a fair amount of CDs too but because like I said I don't really care about what how I get my music I just want it it's a drug (laughs) and uh, anyways but like you know CDs are fine and dandy or whatever they sound great we don't have cassettes we we? we have some cassettes not that many where are you hiding those I don't have many like maybe 10 or 15 okay they're in your yoga room underneath, underneath, like where you just like, You're I don't want to see this anymore. And you put like blankets over them. Do you remember that? Do you remember oh, that? Oh, they're in the bookcase. They're in the bookcase. Amongst yeah. The that, books. That, that is like, you know, banished to the shadows. Anyway. Um, so one of the reasons I like records is because they are ephemeral. There's something you can hold. There's a little bit of a, like of a, uh, like a, traditional thing of like putting the needle down on the record it feels great like it's 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 like a it's an action that you do over and over again you know well i have to, i mean i have to agree with the people i think when cd's came out people were so intrigued by the clarity of the music right it was so crisp yeah. people dumped really, their records like crazy when that I happened but i love the I don't know if the right term, I'm not using the right audiophile terminology, but the artifact of having some scratches or texture when you're playing vinyl, to me, is very nostalgic. I I do not mind, and I'm, I am, like, not the norm at all when it comes to record collectors, but I don't mind, like, uh, scratches and stuff on record. I mean, as long as it's not, like, you know, a quiet record and it's a really loud scratch. Like, I don't like that, but, like... You know the regular kind of sound of a record playing with where you can hear the history within the grooves of like you know like your your father and mother had a record collection and they had crazy parties and then they would get like scratched but they'd still play i would get up on a saturday morning and i think anybody from our well we grew up we were both born in the 70s and we grew up in the generation of saturday morning cartoons and i would get up in the morning on a Saturday morning and look at the record player and it would have a stack of records. And, you know, because dad would basically just, rather than take the other one off, he'd just put another on top. Oh, I love I, this story. I'm this sure I'm sure it makes people cringe if they're talking about the care of records, but dad would put one on top and he had those little, what do they call the little plastic things you put inside a 45 so that it fits on the player? That's a good question. I, I'm, I know what they and are. And why do 45s can't... have bigger holes than the other what is it 39 and a half or whatever? another good question i don't i don't know i really don't know i'm just kind of throwing this stuff at you but so i would get up in the morning and watch my cartoons and i would actually pair up the jacket of the records with the the records that were on the that were still on the turntable yeah and, and there would be a few that would be thrown or strewn about on the uh, shag carpet and i would watch be watching scooby-doo and i'd be pairing up the record and i i don't even know if i could read a lot of some of them but i would basically just i'd get used to the color of the label yeah and i'm like ah oh, that's abba and i knew that one in that already oh well, that's a sticks album that's cat stevens and i would pair them together and uh, I just remembered that you know that was how they played their music. They yeah. loved records. And the, I love the the greatest thing about that story is that your dad would say, 
I'll give you ten cents for every one that you do, or whatever, yes. right? I that might have been a little. That might have been a little bit uh, rich, but it might have been ten cents if you do them all. <laughs> oh, I suppose, yeah. It it was. Uh, but there's yeah. something. But like you, you made a very valid point. Like the, you identified how those records went together by the visual cues, like you know the artwork and like you know, and so you're paying attention to that stuff. You can't do that on Spotify or like MP3s or like you know whatever it's like it's not ephemeral anyway that is one of the one of the major things that attracted me to records was the artwork and just the fact that you own this piece of music and you can hold it you know well they even have special frames now that are made just to display album art. yes they do yeah i mean they don't have that for cds and no cassettes or uh well they maybe do if it's like a downloads. gold record or whatever like you know i but, suppose but it's a it, it's a very good point though it's 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 true it's it, I don't know what it what it is about vinyl but like they are they are so they I just I just love looking at the artwork and listening to the music and 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 the whole idea of having some kind of a encyclopedia of music like where if I was at home and I felt like okay I feel like listening to Neil Young right now I could go to my stacks and take out Neil Young and listen to it like right then and there you know I love the fact that I can do that and that's partially why I have so many of them because there's a lot of great music out there and you got to get it all well not all of it but like you know curated actually and this brings me to another little quick point before I get to the before I actually start talking about the like w- the actual reasons why people what whatever record collecting 101 this is what I'm trying to get at but uh, I have a big stack of records that I'm getting rid of remember I I, I recall you mentioning that there yeah. was a stack of records there's that like were going 60 to be or 70 of them you've seen them and, I've seen uh, them. They haven't quite made it out the door, but no, I they, see they're they going have, though. They have potential. And you know what I have been doing the last few days? I haven't told you this, but I've been like, do I really want to get rid of that record? I go through the stack and I'm like, I better listen to it just to see. Yeah. I only and, have three copies of this then, one. I no, wonder which one's in the best condition. That's one thing I don't do is I don't have many, many copies of the same record. I but you do, do have some. I have I have maybe two or three copies of a couple of Beatles records maybe and that's about it. Okay. Anyway, all right, let's get to, let's get to this. Let's get to this record 101, all right? What's okay. the most important thing? So I want to start collecting vinyl. What what is the most important thing? All right. The I very the most important thing and you and this cannot be stressed enough is like if you're going to play records, you're going to need a record player. If you don't play your records on a decent record player, they will sound like crap, basically. So do not buy anything that's crossly or anything that that will convert Cross, your... Crossly? Yeah, C-R-O-S-L-E-Y. Is that, that, that's the brand name? It's of a the... brand name. Oh, yeah, sorry. I should have explained that. There's just like this... It's a kind of like a, uh, like a cheap like representation of like a, a, a cheap company that uh, sells record players and and don't buy a record player that like you know you could convert your records to mp3 or whatever like that they're always all crap and so just buy something within like a 150 to 200 dollar range and your records will sound decent they'll have a decent needle and as long as it's going through a decent uh, preamp or a, just regular amp it, your records will sound great so that is the first thing. Buy a decent record player. Don't buy anything super cheap just so you can play a record because it's there's no point. It's so just it's like, like anything one, else in life. One, or, one to two hundred dollars is enough to spend to yeah. get a good record player. Yeah, I like a decent one. I mean, you can spend 
honestly, you can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on record players. Seriously, like or turntables, as the audiophiles call them. <laughs> anyway, that's number one, though. And uh, so, and the second one is, you know, you really want to support your local brick and mortar store before going online to buy your music. I feel, and you know, they cultivate the counterculture, and they'll you can go to a record store and they will help you figure out. You know, if you like this, well, maybe you like this. It's just like the movie High Fidelity. If you go into like Backstreet Records or Second Spin, they will help you find. Which are anything. two stores that are local to uh, local our to, city. Local which to St. John. St. John, New local Brunswick. Local to St. John, New Brunswick. And Backstreet Records is an institution. I remember going there when I was in high school and I would like talk to Gord about music and or whomever else was working. And they would just like steer me into different directions of music exploration that is still with me today. So, you know. Don't underestimate your local record store because it is a wealth of information when it comes to music and when it comes to just buying records, you know, like just... Well, whenever we're looking at buying things locally versus online, I mean, there's the, the, I guess the benefit of actually being able to see and feel and really look something over during the purchase. And I guess with records... As opposed to, you know, I don't know, CDs or... We talked about the fact that album art, you know, having, uh, you know, I don't know, having the lyrics, having all the, all those little pieces. So it's, important. It's pretty valuable to be able to hold that in your hands as you're deciding to make your purchase and to be able to really look the record over. You don't really get that experience online. No, exa- you don't at all. Like, you might get, like, you know, on, on Spotify or iMusic or iTunes is that what it's called iTunes iTunes Uh, you know you might get like just the well you will get the album cover art but other than that you don't really get we just copyrighted iMusic so if you're going to use that (laughs) I really like that name so iMusic we've already bought that we already bought that patent pending yep All right, so the third the third thing about like you know if you want to start collecting records is Records are no longer cheap, you know, like when I started collecting, I, I'm not trying to date myself or anything, but like, you know, it was, it, it, you know, you could buy a new record for like, you know, $14, $15. Now, like they're about $30, $35 Why a pop, pretty much. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's just because it's, it's like because the demand has gone up? It's it's that and, and just like, it depends on which pressing plant a record comes from because, you know, some people do a really, really, really wonderful job. And if you know that this record comes from this pressing plant, then it's going to sound fantastic. Okay, so this is interesting. You're, you're talking about pressing plant, but... What what do you is that the factory where the records are made? That's correct. Yeah, that is exactly what it is. It's the factory where the records are actually made. So can you have one record? Say I'm uh, I don't know, Joe Blow with my record uh, ABC. Wow, <laughs> Joe I, Blow, nice to meet you. <laughs> could I have my record pressed at various plants? Your or? album ABC t- changed my life. Uh, uh, no, like, like if are you, there if you're, if pressings you're, of the same record, I if guess. you're an artist, uh, usually all of your albums come from one pressing plant because pressing plants, uh, usually work with different record companies. So if you're like making a record for Columbia records, all of those records come from this is like an a particular pressing there, plant. But, yeah. Okay. So, and you were worried you weren't going to learn anything. I'm just joking about records. That was my big fear. Uh, It was your big fear. Um, Okay, so and the next tip is to do a little research prior to buying your record that you want to, 
that you want to buy rather and pre-listen whenever possible because if you can't then you could be buying something that you're just wasting money on so that is like where uh you know online places like spotify and stuff like that come come into play a lot of people are just so like vehemently against uh spotify and i'm i'm sadly not one of those people because i like to get my music wherever i can and on top of that it's a wonderful spot to actually um listen to podcasts yes like info quench yes um yeah it's a great spot it's a great place to go and like pre-listen to an album and see if you really like it and if you do go out and buy it and there's some brick brick and mortar stores uh that are set up so you can also sample a record before purchasing as well, right? Yeah, sometimes, uh, yeah, sometimes record shops. None, none in Saint John are like this, but in bigger cities, you can. There's listening stations where you can actually, and it's mostly just with like used records. They don't allow you to open up new records, kind of thing, obviously. But like, yeah, but th- that is a thing in bigger cities. I probably saw it on a movie once. Yeah, it's probably in a movie. Um, Here, I got I'm a sheet. Really, I'm cheating. I'm, uh, I'm Number five, have a proper method of storing we talk about your the records. Fact that I'm oh, yeah. Well, that's really number five on my sheet. Not laid pe- back. Peaked. Jeff is ultra laid back. And so this is the first episode that he's really, I guess, structured and he's yeah. we're following his outline and he, yeah. he's got it laid out. He's got it down. Have a proper method of storing your records. Yeah. Like, you know, don't ever, ever store your records like just on the floor, one on top of one another, you know, like because it can warp them and you just won't be able to listen to them and you'll just, you'll just be angry with should yourself. Should you store them like on the dash of your car in the heat of the sun? Yes, you should actually. And, uh, and then you can use them as Frisbees oh, because okay. that's all they're good for. Um, <laughs> well, we so, have, we have these great shelves from Ikea. Yeah, the Calyx. They're called or Calyx. Ex- uh, Expedit? They, well, ours are Expedit. You can't even buy them anymore. They're not called Yeah, we're Expedit. that old. They went to Calyx. And those are those are like the uh, go-to record shelves for sure. And you can get them in many different like variations. Like, you know, 6x6, six 2x4. Six, like, you know, just it's uh, they're fantastic. And that's what I use. Not the Calyx, but the Expedite. I think it was Expedite, wasn't er, it? Yeah, Expedite, Expedite. Yeah. Potato, yeah, exped- potato, tomato, tomato. Yeah. So, uh, so great band, by the way. Great local music, y- tomato, yes. tomato. Check Tom- them out if you haven't. Yes. But, you know, it's interesting. We used to use milk crates to put records in. Yeah. And I don't, I think that they actually changed the, dim- well, I don't know. They changed the dimensions of the milk crates so that you can't, so that they don't fit records. Basically, no, so records are twelve by twelve. Yes, is that? that well, they made the milk crates. People were small. stealing them probably too much for records, right? They're they're the the best thing possible for like DJs, like to, to just go from club to club with a bunch of records. If you have a milk crate, that's all you that's all you need. It's perfect. I picture this, you know, group of people in a boardroom having some sort of sinister meeting about how can we screw over the vinyl collectors. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're going to make our milk crates a little smaller. One half inch smaller than the standard record. I would have got away with it too if it weren't for you kids. <laughs> so another thing about storing your records is to buy like splurge a little bit and buy these plastic bags and, and put them in put them in bags because um are those Otherwise, like the clear, the clear plastic sleeves yeah, that you have? Yeah, the clear plastic sleeves. Uh, there's many different variations, but you just need simple ones. And all that does is, is uh, it avoids ring wear, and that's just basically when a record is against another record and they don't have the bag on it, then they're just they're going to get all scratched and they'll fade. The artwork will fade and stuff. So just buy some, uh, some plastic bags for your records. 
and uh, organize them in a way that makes sense to you. It doesn't have to be alphabetical. It could be by genre. I, mine are not organized I at all. I would like to know what, what your method of organization of your records are. I have like, well, you know, like I have a, a, like a section in the living room where the records are that I'm actually current, currently listening to. And that's like, that could be probably about six or 700 records. <laughs> <laughs> so and then once I'm finished once I'm like okay I've listened to every record here at least two or three times because I liked I like to absorb my music I don't want to just listen to like one record uh, like like a record once in one whole year or something like that I like to listen to it you know like two or three times a month so I can really kind of absorb it and so I just like yeah I have a bunch of records in the living room that I listen to and then when I'm done I'll put them all back in the major stacks and then bring out, you know, six or seven hundred different ones, and then I'll listen to them. So I don't have to go back and forth to the stacks. But my it records seems like a pretty refined. No, nope, it's not at all because they're not in any way in alphabetical I'm order. Using, it's, uh, yeah, I'm oh. dripping sarcasm over here. Oh, okay, yes, it's horrible. It's horrible. I, I've I've had other record collectors come here and they're like, "What? Your records are in absolutely no order." And I'm like, "Nope, but, but yeah, I know where they're all. Them. I know where they all are, though. You can find them. I know and where I mean, all my LCD have... sound system records are because those are the records I listen to a lot lately. And I have and like one little. There's one little section of yes. Amy records. Why don't we Why don't we go through? The records that you well, have. Well, that little that little cube of expedite shelving yeah. from IKEA would contain it would contain Simon and Garfunkel, ABBA, <clears throat> Janis Joplin, Vampire Weekend, Vampire Weekend. Oh, and then also when Christmas time. Tomato, tomato. Out, tomato, tomato. Jessica Ray. Jessica Ray. Ray. I like my local, local music. Local artists. We have some awesome local music here in St. John. Yep. Um, but I also <clears throat> have, me. I guess, some Christmas albums that'll come out. Boney M. I love my Boney M. I put Christmas the Christmas music. albums out and then put them back every year. I mean, yeah, the Boney M. I mean, I, I like music, but you love music. I remember going to have, I had to go to Walmart to do a little bit of Christmas shopping. We talked about, we, we really don't really do a lot of Christmas shopping. But or I had, we don't often go to Walmart. No. Yeah, it just puts a foul taste in my mouth when we have to go through the doors of Walmart. Continue your Walmart story, honey. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think we probably go maybe once a year. But I had a few items I had to pick up, and you were like, just put on your headphones. Oh, yeah. Put on a little Christmas music, and it'll all be okay. And that's what I did. I put my earbuds in, and I put on some Boney M, and I just got my cart, and I just went went for it. And Mary's poor child, Jesus Christ, get out of my way! <laughs> yeah, and just ram people with the cart. <laughs> and then I also you open a, up your eyes, and there's like three people in your cart, and you're like, how did they get there? <laughs> so, but it really just put me into my own little universe. So I do have my own little section of expedited shelving, and I probably have a, a dozen records. It's funny, though, because... thousand records that are designated as records that I like. I could bring you home, though, the most amazing record. Like oh, Cat brand Stevens. New. Cat Stevens. Yes, Cat record. Stevens. Oh, I could doors. bring you home a brand new Cat Stevens record. And I'd be like, I'm home, honey. I bought you a record. And you'd be like, oh, great. Another. I know your, how your brain works. You'd be like, oh, great. Another record coming into the house. Hmm. Yeah. And then I say, oh, but it's Cat Stevens. And you'd be like, okay, that's a little bit better. <laughs> You do not like records coming into the house. That's the moral well, of the story. It's hard, to, it's hard to bring stuff into the house in general. We work so hard to declutter. This is after, like, if you listen to our KonMari episodes uh, where we talk about decluttering the house, I, I'm trying with records. I'm trying. 
And, I, and that's all I can say. And I, I think about, like, if you're thinking about vinyl versions and they're trying to decide what type of music to buy, how do they even narrow it down to what genre they are interested in? Or, like, how, how should they sample music to figure out what they like? Oh, there's so many different methods by which to uh, sample music that you would that you may like. You mean like music that you don't know that you like that you want to explore, or do like how? What do you mean? I don't understand <laughs> I mean, the question. Yeah. Oh, what, what do you mean? What do like, you mean? Like, are you trying to say? Are you are you asking me though? Like, how people explore music? Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, we have genres from like you have Africa, you have like sounds of nature. I, I have everything. You have, if there, if people could just make up like, I don't know, country hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> you would have that. I might. I don't know. I might. Do you sample that online or, how do you, or do you just come across it in the record store and then you're like, I'm going to buy that and try it? There are so many ways that I explore the music that I actually end up buying. Like I listen to uh, many different radio stations, local 107.3 FM. Where, where I have actually a show called Music We Like that's on Thursday nights from 8 to 10 if you wanted to tune in. Shameless, you, you can go to, shameless uh, plugging. I know. I know. <laughs> and, and, uh, no, it's an awesome show with Jeff and Andrew and and a local show at our, at our university here in St. John. Yeah, no, I mean, so there's there's just there's just multiple, you just have to want to look, that's all. You can, you can go online, there's thousands and thousands of like podcasts, for example, that, that like, feature different kinds of music there's radio stations like there's thousands of radio stations there's magazines that you can read that you can read a review of an album and you're like hey that sounds pretty cool i'm gonna check that out and you go check it out and then you buy the record any specific magazines that you like as a vinyl enthusiast well i like i like the uh magazine called wire and it's mostly focuses on experimental music and like really avant-garde uh, you know sensibilities when it comes to music and then there's Mojo which is like the UK sort of lot there's a lot of uh, reviews for albums and stuff that's why I like that one but it goes on and on there's so many different ways in which to explore music and so that brings me to my last uh, thing for my last you know point or whatever for record collecting 101 and that is like it seems obvious, but honestly, you need to you need to set aside time to listen to the music that you're that you bought. You know, you can't just buy it and let it collect dust. What's the point, right? What? Why did you even buy it in the first place if that is what happens to this record? So, you know, pour over the artwork. You know, read the uh, read the uh, lyrics and just find out. Yeah, I, that's what I like to do anyways. I just, I just like to soak in the whole experience. And once you do that, you will find that you are opening yourself up to becoming a record collector. And if you don't want your records that you've collected, you can always drop them off at my place. And I will put them in. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I was just waiting for Amy to delete, catch Delete, delete, delete. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyways, that's my, uh, you know... A little tirade on uh, collecting records. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, that is yeah. episode. This is episode what five? Yeah, we'll episode dive, five. We'll dive a little deeper into some vinyl topics. I think as we go, you know, through our episodes, you may have some things that you want to zero in on and give some more uh, detailed tips. So yeah. stay tuned for that. And in our next episode, episode six, we're going to hit our our uh, I guess the next category of the Kamari method, which is. Uh, 
books books the category yes of that books. was that was the most painful for me uh but you know what though uh, this is this is an interesting little and i won't get too too far into it but like there wasn't one single book that i got rid of where i was like oh, i really wish i had that book still i wish we didn't like you know donate it or whatever we did with the books like you know so it was a it was a good decision All right. Well, we'll go through that process in detail in the next episode. So hopefully you'll join us. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. And be sure to visit us at InfoQuench.com to subscribe and find out about future episodes. You can also check out InfoQuench on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time, friends. friends.